to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. I'm really excited to have Jim Weber on the line today. He's the managing partner of ITB Partners Management Consultants. ITB Partners helps business managers solve their problems, and hey, know a lot of business managers and, or excuse me, business owners that listen to this. So I'm excited to get some insight and tips from Jim today. Um, Jim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be on. So as I mentioned to you, Jim, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners, you know, some are, they're just getting started in business or maybe some are a little bit further along, but I always like to get a good feel for, you know, the background. So how did you get started in business? Well, my background was, um, I guess pretty conventional. Um, I started off uh, as a financial analyst in a um, finance department of a division for a Fortune 500 company. And uh, I was based in Tampa, Florida. And the uh, the company, the division I was in, was a um, convenience store chain. So my first job was to negotiate with the landlords uh, of these locations to install self-service gasoline. So you might say I started my um, my career off in the oil business and mm. did that for a number of years and um, then um, got into more traditional uh, analytical work, uh, was working on my MBA and then um, was noticed by some of the senior people and uh, was promoted to the retail group, working for the president of the retail group, who was also the vice chairman of the board for this company. And I got involved in um, helping each of the division presidents and their staffs with strategic planning and budgeting and, uh, most importantly, um, you know, reviewing their capital asset um, requirements and uh, helping ensure that we we're prioritizing our spending appropriately. So uh, did that until about um, 1985, and at which time um, I'd completed my uh, MBA and my uh, company had sold off one division and reinvested that money in Hickory Farms of Ohio. So I got the job to go to Toledo, Ohio, and help integrate Hickory Farms into the way we did business. So mm -hmm. still, you know, largely working with the president and the senior staff on strategic planning matters and budgeting and, and uh, you know, the whole business cycle. And from... From there, I uh, showed an interest in general management, looking to get uh, P&L responsibility, <clears throat> and uh, moved into um, a um, regional director position where I was in charge of half the country from um, Chicago all the way south to uh, New Orleans and then to the West Coast. So I, mm. uh, was, I was based in Denver, and uh, traveled uh, all over the country managing those stores for Hickory Farms. Mm. And at least one uh, one week out of the month, I was in California. 
Wow. So, you know, I, I, I like, I like um, bringing on a variety of different uh, type of guests to, to my show. And one of the things I liked about looking at your um, kind of looking at your overall history was your, your, your progression through corporate America and working for these large companies. Um, can you, and, and there's, there, in my opinion, there's a misconception out there, especially with um, some of the people just entering the workforce that, that, you know, everyone has to be an entrepreneur from the standpoint of starting their own business. When, when what I hear from you and what I'm seeing your career progression is that, you know, you, 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 you worked hard, obviously, or else you wouldn't be getting these promotions and these, um, and these opportunities to move up and, and, and increase your, your role and influence in a company. Um, can you just maybe address a little bit about, you know, your thought process on, prog- on, on progression and moving up, whether it's in the same company or if it's um, moving to multiple companies as you, you, you also did in your career? Well, of course, things have changed a lot since um, I started my career. Back in those days, uh, you know, tenure with a company, the longer the better was Mm -hmm. the um, sort of the order of the day. So, you know, what you look for was um, opportunities to grow in the company, either in a straight line path, you know, moving up the line or, uh, you know, across – different departments and getting a, a broader um, base of experience. And, um, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial streak. And my uh, my interest wasn't so much um, building a career in one functional discipline, the reason I didn't stay in finance, but more to um, have a general management background. So, you know, that's why I um, – I took the opportunity to go to Hickory Farms. I saw that as an opportunity to, um, um, you know, to make a contribution in uh, an area where I developed a lot of strength, but be in a position where I could um, move over into, um, you know, a more operations-oriented role with P&L responsibility. And, you know, the corporate world um, certainly isn't for everybody. I mean, to be successful – you have to master a lot of um, a lot of skills, uh, a lot of skills that aren't necessarily, um, uh, you know, related to your um, area of expertise. But there's certainly a lot of the softer skills, you know, how to work with people, how to get along, mm-hmm. and um, you know, how to navigate um, corporate politics and all, which um, you know becomes um, a more important skill set as you move up the organization. So, uh, so yeah, so my orientation was to, uh, you know, broaden my experience as I was going uh, uh, up the ladder as much as I could because I knew at some point I'd be leaving the, uh, the corporate world to do my own thing. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I, you know, one of my mentors, I remember, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been out of college for a bit now, but... Um, one of my mentors, I remember having this discussion with them, and I had been to, you know, I, I worked at already three financial firms before starting my own, and um, and it seemed like every two years I was moving, not necessarily to a new firm, but maybe in a new position even within the same firm. 
and it was and and we were kind of contrasting how corporate America was, let's just say, you know, maybe a little bit more in his time versus my time, and it, it's exactly what you said. And, um, once upon a time, you know, you you could be at a company for thirty years. Now, um, you may be at that company for five years, and you may have two to three positions while you're in that company, and it's okay. It's all it's it's it's, it's showing growth and it's showing progression through your career, and you're also gaining those skills. So that um, if you do um, choose to do your own thing, as you mentioned yourself, um, you really got the benefit of learning from a lot of other people within the context of larger companies that, you know, may have a lot to offer versus um, potentially just uh, winging it as um, may be the uh, case for many people, which it may work for them, but <laughs> but for many we know it doesn't just based off of um, success rates for certain uh, certain industries. Um, but no, th thank you for sharing all that insight. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing today. So let's talk a little bit more about your, your current company um, and, you know, how you help your clients with ITB partners. Well, good. Um, so in 1996, my last employer moved me down to Atlanta, and I was responsible for 30 markets in the southeast for two separate brands. <clears throat> and I um, now I came to love Atlanta. Uh, my kids were in junior high and high school, and I decided, you know, I think I need to get off this uh, treadmill and moving around all the time. And I, um, I thought I was uh, underutilized, you know, based on, you know, what I could contribute, and uh, especially if I was building my own brand. So in 1999, I uh, left the corporate world and uh, became an executive recruiter. And I worked under uh, um, a guy that I had known for a while. Uh, actually, uh, the guy's name is Dick Ray, and he was based in, uh, uh, I guess he's um, around Monterey Bay uh, mm -hmm. in that area of um, California. So I learned the executive search. Yeah, absolutely. So I learned um, the executive search business from him, and uh, stayed with him until about 2006, and then I went out on my own um, completely. So I've uh, last year I just finished my 20th year uh, involved in executive search, and uh, you know I started off working pretty much in the um, uh, you know the consumer services sector. Uh, restaurant and hospitality, uh, because I knew that and I had a good, strong network into that uh, segment. Hmm. And then uh, over time, I uh, doing a lot more work with private equity groups um, and their portfolio companies. I moved uh, from uh, retail to uh, uh, franchising, uh, then to uh, Say non-food franchising, got into luxury goods, uh, household services franchises, and then uh, consumer packaged goods, uh, medical, uh, I guess medical devices and equipment, and mm -hmm. um, uh, you know more manufacturing, and then um, you know heavy manufacturing. So uh, my executive search practice uh, has grown dramatically over the years. About uh, 2006, though, uh, things started taking an interesting turn. When I, that was about the time I started doing a lot of work with private equity groups. 
But it was also the same time that I started getting uh, requests from my traditional clients for solutions other than a full-time placement. In other words, uh, uh, my clients were asking me if I knew of a consultant that could help them with a project or if I knew a coach that could help one of their uh, employees uh, or if I knew a project manager that could help them take on a uh, uh, short-term assignment that, you know, didn't require a full-time hire. You know, and I thought that was kind of interesting and I uh, uh, didn't know if there was a trend there, but um, beginning with the, uh, you know, the Great Recession of 2008, Mm-hmm. And that changed uh, pretty dramatically because a lot of uh, um, highly compensated um, people were put on the street, you know, mostly um, baby boomers. Um, and uh, there wasn't a lot of demand for their services uh, as a full-time equivalent. So I, uh, I counseled those, those folks to um, look into taking on uh, project work or um, – uh, you know, do 1099 work to, um, you know, give employers another option and to, um, you know, keep the cash flow coming in and, and in effect, stay in the game. Uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of people did, did exactly that. And uh, so um, during this time, I was still helping my clients find, uh, call them freelancers, to, uh, to help them out, and a group of us decided that there was probably a real business proposition that we ought to consider, <clears throat> and that became the um, uh, the genesis for ITB Partners. Mm. So uh, yeah, so there were four of us that started the uh, the brand. ITB um, uh, stands for in the black, as opposed to in the red. Uh, we've later we've later shortened it to just uh, ITB Partners, yeah. and uh, um, you know at that time we were primarily uh, <clears throat> focused on you know the restaurant and hospitality segment, but um, you know as as time has progressed we've gotten into a lot of um, of different uh, segments, and uh, then um, you know I wrote my first book got it published on Amazon and uh, was uh, invited to a speaking engagement with a uh, a networking group and uh, came to realize that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, mostly, you know, baby boomers that um, uh, were finding it difficult to reconnect. And if they had reconnected, you know, job tenures are becoming very short. Um, Say two years is a long time now. And these mm-hmm. people needed needed to um, to have a resource that could help plug them into uh, freelance opportunities as they um, you know as they occurred. And the thing about being on your own is you're on your own, so you mm-hmm. have to um, you have to be um, you have to be capable of uh, handling you know the back of the house marketing efforts um, and and so mm-hmm. much of it nowadays is. Um, either social media or digital and, and uh, you know, doing uh, blogging or like you're doing with podcasts. Mm-hmm. You have to have a, uh, you know, an email campaign um, that reaches out to your prospects and your clients and keep them informed of what you're doing. 
and then you have to have a network that uh, that helps feed you um, job opportunities. And oh, by mm-hmm. the way, you have to um, you know be able to account for your business financially, and uh, you know deal with all the um, regulators and and um, uh, taxing authorities. So there's just um, uh, a vast um, a bit of skills that you need to have, uh, or you need to find somebody that can uh, uh, mm-hmm. be a resource to get those skill sets um, fulfilled for you. <clears throat> and so we determined that uh, you know there's a huge business here, and that we ought to expand it, uh, um, you know, greater than we had been. And so that has become a um, a major part of the work that I do now. Uh, so ITB Partners is a um, actually a division or a, a entity that operates under my executive search uh, company, which is New Century Dynamics. Mm-hmm. And it's another it's another way of helping my clients uh, solve their problems by uh, connecting them with human resources that. Um, uh, you know, either for full-time employment or for um, uh, 1099 work. That's great. What do you find? What do you find one of the um, one of the mistakes are? And I know there is different things, but for people that are listening that might be thinking, ah, should I call ITB, you know, partners, or should I, what, you know, what 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 can they help me with? What do you think a big theme is that, or a big mistake that you know you help address? Well, you know, it's it's a very different um, environment when you are uh, an independent consultant or project manager mm-hmm. or coach than when you're working inside a corporation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, inside a corporation, if you're launching a new product or, a, you know, a new division, uh, unless it's uh, a very, very entrepreneurial company, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have a big in- uh, investment and you can put all your marketing materials together and all your messaging and, and communications plan and um, when you're ready to um, uh, to hit the market everything's done all you have to do is uh, execute your um, your marketing mm-hmm. campaign and and hopefully the customers will show up but that's not the way <laughs> it works um, you know when you're move into an entrepreneurial situation <clears throat> and uh, uh, too often, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is they spend six months or so working on their website or working on collateral oh. material <laughs> or, you know, building uh, all this infrastructure without telling the first person, you know, um, you know what they're I love, they're, I love where you're to. going with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please continue. So, it's just you just hit my pet peeve. Go ahead, please. Right, continue. right. <laughs> so the first thing we do um, – you know, is, you know, disabuse them of all that uh, wasted energy um, by surrounding the people with real-world experience that says, you know, forget about all that. You need to get out and talk to people about who you are and what you do and how you can be of help to them and then uh, find ways to uh, uh, work on your collateral material or, or uh, oh my gosh your, your I love it brochures. you hear that everybody you hear that everybody <laughs> get out and talk to people ask them I've heard different terms for this product market fit test an idea put it out 
if you send out an email or if you tell your clients or your current client list that you're doing an update or thinking about an update and nobody's excited about it, guess what? They may not be ready to buy or they may not want to buy. And is it easier to test a couple of things and test a couple ideas out there and see what people actually want from you? They may want to buy it and maybe that particular thing they just don't want to buy from you. I mean, you don't know based on the market that you're going after. And if you're doing what Jim's saying, then you're going to save yourself a lot of time. That the, the website trap, all these other traps that get me of this supposed startup phase. It's like what? It, what just so much in wasted resources. And what I find happens is there's a lot of vendors that get checks. And um, at the end of it, you're kind of crossing your fingers or hoping again, like you said, that the, the customers come and maybe you just paid a bunch of vendors. Everybody got paid except for you. <laughs> I see this so many times. So you, you, I love that you brought that up, Jim, because it's, it's my real pet peeve whenever I'm talking to a new entrepreneur, even a m more mature business that really isn't, um, that just came up with an idea and now they're going down this path and they don't know if it's going to work or not, but they're going to spend a lot of time and resources on it to see. Well, you know, it's all about a mindset change and, and um, uh, you know, coming out of the corporate environment, um, it requires a transition of thinking, and that's the uh, that's the first bit of thinking. Um, don't spend any money that you don't have to until you absolutely need to. Um, even including setting up uh, your own LLC, because you really don't need to worry about an LLC until you have uh, customers that. Um, oh my gosh, know. I love this one. I, I did a whole video series on this, and I. Um, and I and one of the things I was telling this audience, so this was for Ty Lopez and his social media marketing agency audience, and so that he reaches, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people on this. And I said, you know, LLC is for liability, of course, you know, obviously I have to do my disclaimers, consult your your lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But that being said, if you don't have any clients, I mean, what, and you're doing, and you're going to be running somebody's Instagram or LinkedIn or marketing, that's probably not a really high risk uh, proposition, worst case scenario, if somebody doesn't like what you're doing, give them a refund. But do you have to spend all this time doing an LLC and these other things? Spend, depending on what state you're in, spend $10, get a DBA, doing business as, and, and now you can open a bank account and separate your finances and you're done in 30 minutes versus all this other time and money. That's <laughs> We're exactly on the same right. Page, Jim. Lo love your yeah. style, Jim. We're on the same page. And now, <laughs> so, well, like, you know, I... Spend, <laughs> I came from the uh, Tom Peters uh, Ready, Fire, Aim school. So, you know, <clears throat> um, everything is evolutionary. And uh, so, um, you know, you're going to be changing, you know, all aspects of the way you do business uh, to continue to be relevant. So don't, uh, don't waste any unnecessary time and expense when you should be out talking to prospective clients. I love it. I love it. You got me all fired up, Jim. Make me want to make some more calls and do stuff. I love it always. Um, well, final well, so thoughts. That's what, I mean, how, what? No, that's that's what I was saying. That um, it's that's just sort of a tip of the iceberg. And so with ITB Partners, we've we've got the infrastructure that I built in all those years doing executive search, so that um, all of our uh, members, our consultants. They've got their own web page. They've got an email address. They um, they don't have to worry about that part of it. We've got a pretty active blog that uh, 
drives uh, eyeballs back to our website and, and to uh, our members' pages. Um, and we promote that pretty aggressively through uh, Twitter and, uh, and LinkedIn. And uh, we've got all these resources <laughs> to um, support somebody making that transition. That's great. But the most important, so but the most important, I was going to say, the most important resource that we've got is is our other members, because we've incentivized mm -hmm. these folks to um, uh, work together and to open doors leading um, uh, to new business for other uh, consultants <clears throat> by virtue of a, uh, a referral fee program. So. <clears throat> So that makes it, um, you know, very attractive to um, to help people out and and to uh, um, mentor and support great. one another. That's great. So where, um, so final thought, where um, where can people find you? What's the website if somebody wants to follow up with ITV Partners? Uh, right. The um, the website is https colon forward slash forward slash itbpartners dot com. And um, we're, frankly, we are uh, busting loose. We're growing very rapidly and looking to open offices throughout the country. So um, we've got people as far away as San Diego and Minneapolis and down in uh, uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, uh, some folks in um, Dallas and New Orleans. And um, I'm going to, my objective is to scale this up and take it nationally and who knows, maybe globally. That's great. I love it. Well, thank you, Jim. I really appreciate your time today and coming on the show and um, and sharing your insights from you know your your career and also um, business as an entrepreneur. Um, to the audience, I really appreciate you coming out and listening today. Uh, again, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Um, all my updates on books I have coming out, events, all of that kind of stuff I put on there. Um, appreciate your time and uh, come back for the next episode. Take care.